So Parsha begins with the Karbanis that they're bringing, right? When the, when the beginning of the Mishkan, they had the, the, the beginning of the Shemani and Luim, that there's just an inauguration of the Mishkan. We just started here, 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 right? So, so Aaron brought his Karbanis, and then there were Karbanis brought for Bnei Yisrael. So it says, Pazik says, well, Bnei Yisrael to Davar Lemar, tell Bnei Yisrael, Sir Izin Lachatas. They should bring a Sir Izin for a Chatas. Karban Chatas. The question is, why, why, why do they have to bring chattas? What they do wrong? So, the Tarimunus in Benazil says, you should tell them, they should bring a series in, why? Al-Aisek Svir Bar Izer, in regards to the the goat, the Nechisu Shiftoi the Yaakov, that the Shvatim of Yaakov slaughtered, Urimiu Yasei, um, and they tricked Yaakov, the Ibed um okay, and they tricked Yaakov, what's this referring to? That we know when the Shvatim sold, when the Shvatim sold Yosef, they took his, his kutsainas, his clothing, whatever he was wearing, his shirt, and they shafted a series in, and they dipped it in the blood, and they brought it to Yaakov to, 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 to the, the, the shirt to make it look like Yosef was killed. So now, at the beginning of the Mishkan, when they're about to start the Avoida, Aaron is about to start the Avoida as a Tengadol, it's about, everything's about to begin. Now is when we bring a Karban Chatas for that Avera. So two questions. First of all, why now? Like, out of all times, now they're bringing uh, carbon for that. And also, why? It seems like that's the focal point of the Mechiras Yosef, that they sold Yosef. If, if, if anything, what they did wrong was they sold Yosef. This was just a side thing that they did, is that they dipped the, the, the shirt into blood. This wasn't the Avera. And also, why they bring the, the, the Balavera? The, the why them? Yeah, why, why them? them? Right, right, also, right. Also, yeah, the, the, it's strange, the whole thing is strange. When they, when they, when they, who make the Avera die, it's Chattas die, you come back. Right, 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 right. So it's, it's not for, it's not for, yeah. <laughs> so, maybe we could just, a little thought is that, we find, we mentioned this by the, uh, by the Shkalim, that we said everyone brought the Shkalim and it was all, everyone gave a part of the Shkalim that was equal. In other words, everything that was donated in the Mishkan, everyone was different, you know, however much gold this guy gave, that silver, everything was different. The only thing that was the same was the Shkalim that went for the Adanim, the, the, the sockets that held up the crushing. I explained that the idea is that the whole Mishkan, you know, even though everyone has a different place, but the aside, the foundation of everything was that there was an Achtas, and there was a togetherness, and that held, held up the Mishkan. So it could be now, in the beginning of the Mishkan, on the same, on the same, uh, same idea, is that now at the beginning of the Mishkan, we know the the sinaschinam. The reason why there's sinaschinam within Klai Yisrael, it all comes from, it all stems from the mechiras Yisrael. That was the first time we're in Klai Yisrael. There was a pagam, there was something off 
with the Avas and there was a issue of Sinaschinam, of hate between brothers. And from there it trickled down and every time we get into issues with one another, the source of that was the selling of Yosef. That's why till today we suffer because of that, Mechira. It's because we still have not rectified and fixed up that Avera. So the Mishkan, which was the foundation of the Mishkan, was Achas. And the way, the reason why the Shekhinah dwelled within us is because of that Achas. In order to bring a Kapar for that right away in the beginning of the Mishkan, Klai Yisrael had to bring a Kapar for the Mechiras Yisrael. To try to rectify that Avera so that the Shekhinah could be Shaira. So that's why right now they're bringing a Sirizim as a Kapara for that Avera. And like you asked, why are they? Because as long as... We're, we're, we're continuously fixing up that Avera and as long as we still have issues we're still connected to that Avera so that's why we could bring a Khatas for that Avera why the Syrism and what not the you said it because that's what they that's what they that's what they shafted that's what the Shvatim slaughtered in order to dip the Ketanis that's why they're bringing a Syrism here So it says that they've wrought everything. It says Moshe told them to bring carbonites. It says Vayichu Eisa Shertiva Moshe Al Pnei They brought it. Vayikrivu Kol Aida Vayandu Pnei Hashem. Everyone came close, and they stood in front of Hashem. Then it says Vayemer Moshe. Moshe said, Zeadavar. This is the thing. Ashertiva Hashem. Hashem commanded. Tasu. You should do it. Vira Lechem Kveir Hashem. Then Hashem's covered will appear to you. And then the next Pasuk says, So there's this strange Pasuk in the middle here that Moshe says, This is the thing that Hashem commanded that you should do, and do this, and Hashem's covenant will appear to you, Hashem's honor will appear to you. What is this? We're not told what they have to do. Moshe says, Oh, this is what you should do. Okay, what should we do? It doesn't tell us what. The next Pasuk is Moshe speaking to Aaron. So what is this thing that they should do? So again, the Targum Yenis Venazil shed some light. And it, it's interesting because the Targum Yenis Venazil is, is, is a Targum, he's is, is tight, he explains, he's a translation. But this is how he translates the Pasuk. This is what you should do. He insert, inserts here, what does he say? Remove the Yitzhar from your heart. Immediately, you remove the Yitzhar from your heart, and then, then the, the, the Hashem will dwell within you. Remove the Yitzhar from your heart, and then Hashem will dwell within you. Now, the issue is, where, where's he getting this from? How does he know this? So it's very interesting. If you look at the last Pasuk, where it says, They came close and they still left Hashem. It says over there, He says, the Targum, That's the whole congregation. The Kamun believe Shlim, with a complete heart, Kadam Hashem. So that's what happened. It says that Hashem. They were all standing in front of Hashem, meaning to say there was no separation. They had a Lev Shalom, a complete heart between them and Hashem. There was no Yitzhahara. This is what Hashem commanded. Remove that Yitzhahara from within your heart. And then, if you remove that Yitzhahara from within your heart, Hashem will dwell. 
person searching for Hashem in his life, what he has to remove is that Yitzhar from within his heart. So that's the Yitzhar from It's just interesting because it sounds like there's like an option for a person just to remove the Yitzhar from within, from within his heart. It sounds like it's easy. It sounds like it's easy. But it's also strange because we know we're created with the Yitzhar. The Yitzhar is within us. We can't remove the Yitzhar from within our heart. It's not. A, it's, there's no like option for a person to, uh, you know, for to go for a surgical procedure to remove the Yitzhar. We fight the Yitzhar. We don't remove the Yitzhar. How do we remove the Yitzhar from within our heart? It's a lifetime job. Yeah. But he was able to remove the Yitzhar or totally suppress it? Yeah, yeah. It could be. He, 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 he fasted and he removed it. Yeah, yeah. He removed it. So, yeah. You, know, you know what kind of level So it seems it seems like there's an option to remove the Yitzhar from, from our heart. So, just thinking now that there, the Gemara in Sukkah, towards the end of Sukkah, it, uh, Pasuk says, in Rav Soinacha, okay, if your enemy is hungry, I think I'm, correct, I'm, I think I'm quoting it correctly, Tachilu Lechem, give him bread. If your, says, enemy, if your enemy is hungry, give him bread. It's a Pasuk. And if he's thirsty, give him water. And Rashi, and the Gemara says, it's not about the Yitzhara. If the Yitzhara is hungry, give him bread. If he's thirsty, give him water. What does that mean? Rashi explains. Um, he brings down, Rashi brings down that the lechem and mine over here is referring to Tyra. That if the Yitzhar is hungry and he wants to trip us up, the way we fight him is we're giving him Tyra. But the way we fight the Yitzhar, Barasi Yitzhar, Barasi Tyra Tavlin. The way we fight the Yitzhar is with Tyra. Tyra is the only thing to fight the Yitzhar. But the Pasuk ends off the Yashmi Menuach or something like that, that you'll have Shalim with him. And Rashi explains there, what does this mean in this regard to the Yitzhara? That if a person uses Torah to fight the Yitzhara, it's not going to help to suppress the Yitzhara. The Yitzhara will, will get off his back. So it's not it's not 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 that he won't that he'll be able to overcome the Yitzhara. Rather, by using Torah to fight the Yitzhara, he'll actually the Yitzhara will bug off and leave him and not bother him. So it seems like the way for a person to remove the Yitzhara that it wasn't bother him anyway is through Torah. Any other way you could fight it. In other words, people that are not let's say quote unquote not Jewish don't learn Torah fight their Yitzhara, right? You have non-Jewish people that have bad temptations and they overcome it, right? But they're suppressing it. They're, 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 they're a constant fight. They're not removing it. The only way a person can actually remove the Yitzhara is with Tyra. So that's what we see here. Hashem says, stand in front of me, remove the Yitzhara from your heart, and then, Hashem. So the next passage says, "Vayemir Moshe Aaron travel on his back." Again, this is the first time that Aaron's coming close to do that. Vayda, Moshe tells Aaron, "Come close, come close to the Mizbeach." He's he's encouraging Aaron to come close. <laughs> so why does Aaron need encouragement to come close? It's strange. So Rashi says, "Shahaya Aaron Baish." Aaron's embarrassed. The Yarlegesh is scared to come close. So Moshe encouraged him and said, "Aaron, come close." What was Aaron, why, 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 why was Aaron hesitating? What was preventing Aaron from coming close? Maybe the eagle? Oh, the Ramban says, the Ramban says like this. The Aaron was a Kaddish Hashem, and Aaron did one thing wrong in his life. And what, he did, what was the one thing wrong he did? Was the eagle, that he was involved in the creation of the eagle. 
and Aaron, for the rest of his life, he had that thought in front of him that how do I, so to speak, mess up? How do I do that Avera? And he was constantly thinking about it. And now came a time that much, that came the time for Aaron to do the avoid in the Beis Hamikdash, right? And Aaron looked at the Mizbeach, and you know what he saw? He saw an eagle. All he thought about in his life, Aaron, was he was he had, he, if you recall it in modern day language, he, was, he had trauma. He suffered from trauma from the eagle, and for the rest of his life, everything he saw, he saw the eagle because he was it's tremendous trauma from the avera of the eagle. So now. Moshe says, Aaron, it's your, it's your turn, it's your, you're, it's, you're up, you have to go do that like that. He didn't want to, because he was just so afraid that he saw the eagle everywhere. And in fact, it says later, that after he did that like that, the Shekhinah didn't come. And Rashi says that Moshe, Aaron turns to Moshe, I told you, look, the Shekhinah doesn't want, what I, doesn't want me, because of the eagle. And they dive in, the Shekhinah came. But that's what we hear, Moshe, need, Aaron needed encouragement. But what does the Ramban says? Moshe told Aaron, don't be such a shuffle ruach. What's a shuffle ruach? Low self-esteem, low spirited, right? Meaning to say, Moshe felt Aaron. Of course, there's an idea of khatasi negi sum, and a person doesn't have air, I constantly can't forget about it, he has to be true but that, that now, this that is preventing you from doing the Avaidah, that's shiftless. That's low self-esteem. Shiftless could be a good thing. It could be a good thing. But when is it not a good thing? Because we have Avaidah Hashem, and I always think about this idea, right? A person could go rob a bank, could eat the, you know, eat Chazer, right? And then he has time married. He has time married. What does he do? Does he say, ah, I just ate Chazer, so I, I can't have I'm going to go down front of Hashem? It sounds right, right? How can I go and stand in front of Hashem after I just went and I just was Machal Shabbos? Right. right? But it's not like that. There's no tour that says if you just did up here, don't do it. Because we have things we have to do. We have certain jobs we have to take care of. We have to learn, we have to dive, we have to do mitzvahs. No matter what we do, it can never affect us and say that I, I'm, I'm, I can't do go to serve Hashem. And if it does, that's Shval Ruach. It's shiftless. It's not a real, it's not, it's not the right feeling. Moshe tells Aaron, yeah, you're right. The ego was done, there was an Avera, and you should never forget about that, and you have to do tshuva. However, pick yourself up, go do the Avedah. And he encourages Aaron to go do the Avedah, because they, just, because, just because you did the ego, it should not at all prevent you from going further and serving Hashem. So after this, after they bring Avayda, the next, the, the parsha continues to speak about the famous story of uh, Nadavavu. Nadavavu, we're not going to get involved this year. What they did wrong, but whatever the case they bring is, they brought an ancient zar of Nashem. They brought a fire of Petayra, so it sounds like Tashem that they weren't supposed to bring. A fire came out from the Nashem, went into their nostrils, burnt up their insides, and killed them. Tragic death. So, what, what's, what's Aaron, what's Moshe's reaction? So it says, Vayyemer Moshe Aaron. Moshe tells Aaron, Hu ashadiba Hashem leymar b'kroi v'yakadosh. This is what Hashem spoke about in previous conversation, that I will be sanctified, I'll, their Kedusha will brought, be brought to my name by those that are close to me. <laughs> that Nadav Aviyu, 
serve as a conduit to bring Kiddush Hashem into the world. That we saw that what happens when a person deviates a drop from what Hashem wants, and what kind of a fire comes down. It was a tremendous Kiddush Hashem. This is what he tells Aaron. And it says, what's Aaron's reaction? Vayidim Aaron. Aaron keeps quiet. And the Rishbam says, what do you mean Vayidim Aaron? It says, Vayidim Aaron me'avlusoy v'loi bacha v'loi yisavel. He didn't cry, he didn't mourn. Vayidim means he kept quiet. He didn't let his emotions of crying and mourning over his, the loss of his two children overcome him. And he went and he continued with the Avayda. He kept quiet. And that's what Rashi says. Also, and he got scared for this, he was rewarded for keeping quiet. This is what it says. It's very interesting. There's a Truvas uh, Radvaz, okay, that a, a, a question was written, a, a halakhic question was written to the Radvaz, where someone wrote to him that there was a rav in town, who was a god al who seems like he's, he's a, he's a, you know, a, a chashev person, that there was a tragedy and someone died and he didn't cry. And the the tshuva, the question was written to him. Does that is this is it a good thing or a bad thing? We say the question is like this: We know we're we're muna. We believe Hashem does everything for the good, etc. So if someone dies and someone doesn't cry, is that does that show a milo? Is that what's is that wow? So especially didn't cry, or that shows something's off with him? That's what the question with her advice was. So advice actually answered that. It comes from bad midas. If a person could lose someone in their family and not cry, that's midas achzarius. But why? So why? So this is important. Why? It says because there are people that feel that this world is empty. There's nothing doing in this world. It's just a waste, of the entire world, etc. So for them, you know, you live, you die, it makes no difference. But we believe that we live in this world. It's full of opportunities. We work today. We're in Olam Haba. This world is full of opportunities to, to serve Hashem. Famous story with the Vilna Gaim. When he was on his deathbed, he picked up his tzitzah and he was crying. He says, in this world, for a couple of cents, I could get a tzitzah. You know how many mitzvahs I could get? In Olam Haba, nothing. We're done. However we die, that's our count is finished. It's closed. So this world is full of opportunity. When a person dies in this world, it's very sad because you realize on one hand you realize the person has no opportunity anymore and it's very, you're very sad for the person also there's an element a lot of times Hashem will take someone away early in his life to punishment Hashem's trying to punish us you know you take someone away from your child and he looks at you and sticks his tongue out and you get upset Hashem's trying to punish us he's trying to make us sad so a person not to Christ he doesn't realize the severity of what Hashem's doing so of course, when a per- this is what his answer was, when a person dies, there's a place for crying. That's what it says. To the extent, this is what the Vah says, the Nitziv asks, what was the Maila of Ayyidim Rashi says he was rewarded for keeping quiet. This is, we just finished off saying there was Vah's answer, that you're supposed to cry. And if a guy doesn't cry, it's Midas Achazarius. Nitziv asks, so what was Ayyidim making a big deal, Aram Kekaya, what do you mean it's a big deal? You're supposed to cry, Hashem just took away his children. So the answer is, that, that was Moshe told Aaron. Moshe told Aaron that who Why would the Nadaviviu die? Hashem was waiting for this moment to bring out this tremendous Kedusha Hashem. They didn't die as a punishment to be, for Aaron to be punished. It wasn't a punishment to Aaron. And they died of Kedush Hashem. A, a tremendous Kedusha Hashem was brought out. 
with their death. Now there's no reason to cry. The Ritzvah says, why would you cry? Either because the person died, because Hashem wants to punish you, or because the person died early in his life, huh? Huh? It was the case. Here it was the case? The, the, For another like view. Right. So, you're right. Another view did so, so now, so another view seems like they did something wrong, a small, a very small thing wrong, right? That Hashem, that you're right, they were punished, but the punishment, in truth, if me and you would do that, we wouldn't, we wouldn't be chayv nisa, right? On their level, that there was such big tzaddikim, that's why they got misa. True, correct. But the, 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 it was almost orchestrated that this should happen, so that this kiddush Hashem should be brought out. There was a purpose. Obviously, they did aver. It's one of those where they did aver. It had to happen. It was not that it had to happen, but Hashem was waiting for this moment of kiddush Hashem. That even though they were punished, you're right. But for Aaron, as a as a bystander, so to speak, as a family member, what he took out of this is that there was a purpose in their death. It wasn't that Aaron was being punished. So Aaron was Aaron wasn't supposed to be pained by this. He's supposed to be happy, supposed to be glad that that his children were what brought out this kiddush Hashem. Again, this was a special occasion. Generally, like the Advas told this person, you're supposed to cry. But uh, that was the uh, that was uh, so that that was that was going to advance. The Yidden is was here. It was a special occasion where their death. They did. They, it's not that they were. It wasn't a punishment, and that they weren't dying young. This was their purpose to bring out this tremendous kiddush Hashem. Okay, so let's get to the end of the parasha. The end of the parasha speaks about all the machalas uh, asuras, things that we you know that eat, animals, etc. And then it speaks about the eating uh, bugs, shkatsim, shkatsim are muscle creatures, small creatures, cockroaches, etc. So Patek says you can't eat them, you can't eat them. Goes through all of them. And then at the end, after it goes through everything, it says again, like this. Don't make your nefesh, your soul, disgusted with all these disgusting creatures. You shouldn't make yourself impure. And by eating them, you'll become impure. So Archaim asks, why? what's being added here? We just went through, it keeps saying, La yeichel, la yeichel. The whole parsha tells us we're not allowed to eat it. So it seems like there's an added element here with this passage that says, Al Don't make your nefesh disgusted. What's well, being added? We know already that the passage already told us we can't eat it. So Rakhaim explains that that when a person that there's something being added here, the Torah is an extra hazhara to let us know that when when we eat shkatsim, these disgusting creatures. Besides the fact that we transgressed on our on vera and we, we didn't listen to Hashem, they actually are mishakit, are nefesh. You know, it's like eating something contaminated, it actually affects your body. So the plus is adding here that by eating these shratzim, they actually affect us. And that's why he continues, he says, as the Pasuk says, you have to be extra careful. And he says, very interesting, he says that, especially, he says, that the, the land and the ear and everything that grows is filled with bugs all over. And wherever you are, if you take microscopes, there's bugs all over the place. Now, I'm just pointing out, in parenthesis, this is, uh, this is, uh, this is a chiddush of the Archaim, he says this is an issue. He says, you have to be very careful because wherever we go, wherever we breathe in air, you know, there are gnats flying in the air. We don't realize we eat lettuce, there's bugs on lettuce. 
You have to be very careful, he says. Because it's the besides Avera, not besides, it's Avera, but it's also the fact that they actually mess us up in, in the mess us, mess us up by eating them. So even if a person just show you didn't realize, right? Now this is where we'll go into the next discussion. Let's say a person didn't realize, he's a shaggy, he didn't realize, he's walking outside and now flies into his mouth, right? He didn't do an avera necessarily, right? Let's say he's not a shaggy. Let's say a shaggy is an avera. He's an anus, right? But he ate a bug. Atashaks is not shaken. The, the, a bug in its essence, a person who eats it, will make him disgusting. Now, now this, the truth is, the truth is, it's not so simple. Okay, because this this pasuk it says over here, like Sitamu Okay, the Gemara Numa says, don't read it Vinitmeisembam with a with a saf, rather Vinitamtembam. That if you eat these things, it will make a timtum. Timtum is stuffed up. Timtum alev. Heard of timtum alev? The day of timtum alev is that when and the Gemara says when you do an avera, it stuffs up your heart. That we can become more spiritual and we're not we're separated from Ruchnius when we do Averas. When the person does an Avera, it actually separates us and our connection to Ruchnius is severed and we have, we're, there's a disconnect. And who learns it out of this Pasik that when you do but the Gemara says when you do an Avera, okay, it doesn't say when you eat a, a, any Avera you do, but, it, but the morale says it has to be an Avera. If it's not an Avera, it doesn't create that symptom. In other words, if let's say a guy eats an avera, a, a, a bug ba'inus, like we just mentioned, the morale understands it won't create that blockage. Only if it's an avera. If it's an avera, then yeah, it creates that blockage in all averas like this. It's not specifically for eating bugs. If a person does, doesn't keep Shabbos, it creates a certain blockage. Um, but it's specifically, again, for an avera, the morale says. But there are those that argue. There are those that argue and say, and like, it seems like from this Arachayim, that even if it's the actual Matthias of a of eating these things which are usher to eat, creates a, a shikot, uh, this makes them disgusting inside. So again, it's a it's a machlekes, but there's those that say it's only specifically if it's an avera, but those that say the actual thing itself creates this disturbance within us. So to point to to add. The question is, what about this? What about something that's awesome in Darabanan? We know there's Allah Stam Yenam, right? Huh? Oh, so that's the question. What about something that's awesome in Darabanan? Let's say Stam Yenam, right? Wine. That a, a guy touches these days, let's say. That's a problem, right? You can't drink it. It's not awesome in Darabanan. Non mevushal. Huh? Non wine, right? Right, right. Non mevushal wine, right. So it's not awesome in Darabanan. The Torah doesn't ask. The Darabanan says it's awesome. And you, a person drinks that. Is there Tim Tamalev? Yeah. Yeah. Huh? I think so. No, it's not a derisive. So look what you could say. Listen to this. If, what creates the Tim Tamalev? If it's the actual object that creates the Tim Tamalev, the thing that it is Asr, the Torah said this is Asr. The Torah didn't say it's Asr. The Rabbanan say you're not allowed to eat it, but it's not Asr. Right? Right. The Rabbanan don't want us to drink it, but in its essence it's not a problem. So it shouldn't create a blockage. However, if what creates Tim Tamalev is the Avera, 
that we didn't listen to Hashem, but not listening to Rabbanu, we're not listening to Hashem, so we'll get that Timtum. It's Machlaikis, yeah. So Masil Sisharim, Masil Sisharim, when he brings, he brings, he speaks about this, he does say, he gives a list of things that create this blockage, and one of the things he speaks about is Yayin and things that are also with the Rabbanu. So he, that was, he's of the opinion that it would create Timtum Malay, Masil Sisharim. And to add, so if they obey that, not that right? It would bring. seem like right. Would seem you like, don't have to bring any obey. Any obey, yeah, any obey. Any obey. It's a blockage. It's a separation from even that is the middle Right. Yeah. So the point is now the the archasholchan speaks about the question about nursing from a non-Jew. Yeah, nursing. No, but if you're tzimtum alei, there is so at this point, Mesir Sham says there is. I'll tell you the Arch Hashokhan. Okay, he speaks about nursing from a non Jew. No good. Okay? So. Right, right, right. They bring that as a Raya. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I just saw it. Okay, so it says by, by, by nursing from a non Jew. So he says. You should stay away from it. You don't need to stay away. But he says anymore. He says, what happens if you have a mother, okay, that she's in a, a situ- she's nursing her child, and she's in a situation of sakana, whatever it is, and she has to eat non-kosher food. But now that will go into her, and now it's going to go into the child through her milk. Right. So now, should she nurse her child or not? Now she's allowed to eat it. It's not an avera for her. It's not an avera for her. She's allowed to eat it. So, but he says she sh- if she has to whatever she's on medication, whatever it is, she has to eat not kosher food. She shouldn't nurse her child because it went into her. But now we just said that there was no avera in eating that. She was allowed to eat it. There was no avera. But he says there's still tempting. Because the actual thing, even if a person, even if a person was allowed to eat non-kosher food, there's no avera, but it still creates a tempting. The actual non-kosher food, it's, it's a shekel, it's a lobster. It creates a tempting. That's what he says. He says you have to be extremely careful. And he says the same goes for children. Children, you know, there's a there's a whole there's a whole talk. They have to, you know, if a child on his own is eating something non-kosher, if you have to stop him or not. He says, but even if you don't stop him, but if a child eats non-kosher food, there's tempting malay. Even if there's no avera, it's tempting malay because the essence of non-kosher food, the etzem, it's problematic and it affects us. So he said you have to be very careful. And here he does throw in, so um, he says, there's a problem with Tim Tamalev, he says. Even by things which are awesome in the Rabbanan, there's a problem with Tim Tamalev. He says, he holds even by things which there are, are not even that he is a mitzvah to eat. No, is it even? No, if it, I yeah, the wine, the wine. No, if you have a mitzvah to eat. Oh no, without a mitzvah to eat, he, he stops says, without. No, but I say, yeah. if not kosher, yeah. kosher, yeah. but you have a mitzvah to eat right. because sakana, right. make you tim tomale. Still tim tomale, right. Because I say, is tim tomale make or an avera or to eat something that is not kosher, even right. that you have the permission that is right. not an avera. Right, 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 right. So that's what you see, because he says, even by assuming there are Banan, there's Timtum Alev. Now, we assume there are Banan, we just mentioned that only makes sense if it's an Avera, right? So it's a little, not so sure clear what the Archa Shulchan's opinion is, because he's saying he assumed there are Banan make Timtum Alev, right? So that sounds like it's the Avera. But then again, he says, even if there's no Avera, there's still Timtum Alev. 
So it seems like he has both elements, either the actual thing or the mirror. But whatever it is, he says, first has to be careful with these things. And he ends off, he says, he says, a person, if, if children that aren't careful with this, they go out, they could go off the darach, and bad things that happen when a person's not careful with what he eats. That is our hashokan as far as that goes. So just to add all, end off, it says that it says about shratzim, the pasuk says, it says you shouldn't eat. Listen to me and don't eat it. I am Hashem that brought you up from Eretz Yisrael. So Rashi quotes over here that why why here specifically do we mention the Hashem took us out of Eretz and therefore we shouldn't eat shratzim. So Rashi says because that Hashem says that it was worth it to take you out of Mitzrayim even if the only thing you would do is not eat Shratzim. What's Pshat? Why specifically Shratzim? Why not? It was worth it to take you out of Mitzrayim even if you don't eat pig. Why, why Shratzim? So the Gemara of Dazar actually says that the whole partial of Shratzim is a Chiddush. You know why? Because people don't eat Shratzim anyways. The average normal human being doesn't eat Shratzim. It's disgusting. It's Mias. The Gemara says it's Mias. People don't eat it. So why Hashem? So the whole parsha is a chiddush. Why Hashem have to answer it? We're not eating it anyways. So what's the shot? The answer is because we know when we do the mitzvahs and we keep the mitzvahs, it's not because they make sense. It's because we're avadim to Hashem, and we do it because we're avadim to Hashem, and therefore we do it. And when did that happen? When did we become avadim to Hashem? It's when we left Mitzrayim. What is the biggest mitzvah that brings out that point in the greatest degree that we do because Hashem said so? Shratzim. Because Shratzim is the, the one thing of all the mitzvahs that for sure we wouldn't do. All the other things, you know, could we, the thing, Isurim, could we, you know, we'd want to eat some a nice, a good piece of steak that's not kosher, right? Shratzim is the one thing that we would, we would never eat a shirt. But now, why don't we shratzim? Not because it's disgusting. Because Hashem said so. So that's where the plus here it says, it points out that I'm the, I, I took you out of Mitzrayim, that it was worth it to take you out of Mitzrayim, even if the only thing you wouldn't do is keep shratzim. Why? Because that shows to the biggest degree that we're slaves to Hashem. Because the reason why we're not eating 